We are coming around the home curve, final stretch on these series of messages regarding prayer. I was going to finish today, and uh, but I'm going to do one more week and uh, next Sunday. And I wanna, there's a couple of invitations to pray that I want us to look at very briefly this morning. And then next Sunday, I want to close with how to pray for the lost, praying for the lost. And... Um, and so if you have your Bible, I invite you to open with me to Hebrews chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to look at a couple of invitations that God gives us to pray. We're going to do things a little differently this morning. Um, not for the sake of being different, but Don and I and Jack and Jason were meeting uh, this week thinking about the church and this series of messages on prayer, and we were talking about what would be a good way to conclude this, to close. And I think Jack had a few ideas, and one of them, let's, let's devote more time to pray. Let's, let's allow the church and the, through the leadership of the Holy Spirit to just respond and, and have some time to pray. So I'm, I'm going to be very brief this morning from these two texts, and then we're going to go into the Lord's Supper, and Paul writes to the Corinthians, before we take the Lord's Supper, there's always to be some self-examination. And there's some questions that we need to ask ourselves as Christians before we receive the bread and receive the cup. And questions of introspection could include, God, is my attitude, is my heart right with you? God, is my attitude, is my heart right towards my church family? God, is there any sin willful sin in me that I need to confess? Is there anything that I need to let go of that I need to lay down? That's a normal part of preparing to take the Lord's Supper lest we take in an unworthy manner. And so at the end of the message and then before we go into the Lord's Supper, we're going to allow 10, 15, 20 minutes for us as a church to pray. My prayer is it would go on all day. We'd have to maybe Brantley in a prayer service to go into a funeral celebration. But just however God wants to work today, however you feel led to pray today, there may be somebody here that you'd like to go to, walk across and say, I'd like to, ask you to pray for me, or I'd like to pray for you. Husbands and wives may come. There are people in our congregation who are fighting for their lives, physically, sick. There's others going through crises in their marriages, um, struggling with all kinds of issues, difficulties, and so we're just going to 
make this about God today and about the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and we're just going to spend some time in prayer. And so if you have your Bible, I invite you to read these texts with me, and, and I'll say a few things, and then we will pray. First is an invitation from Hebrews chapter 4, starting at verse 14. Seeing then we have a great high priest, Jesus, the Son of God, who has passed through the heavens, let us hold fast to our profession or our confession. Let's hold fast to our faith. Why? For this high priest who has passed through the heavens, this great high priest, is not one who is unable to sympathize with us in our weaknesses, but one who in all ways has been tested. Sympathize with all, tested in all points as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us come before the throne of grace with boldness, with confidence. In times of need, and, and God has provided that he will supply grace and mercy to us. Jesus also said in Matthew 11, you're, you're familiar with these verses, come unto me, all of you, everyone who is weak, who's tired, who's exhausted, who is burdened, who is heavy laden, come unto me, all of you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle in heart, lowly, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, would you bless your word? And would you speak to us and would you lead us? And God, may you not be quenched or grieved in any way today, but may it, the winds of your spirit move and work among us today in a fresh way and bring forth revival bring forth revival, new life, and a new beginning, our Lord, to your church. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Both of those texts are God's invitation to pray, given to those of us who know Christ, urging us to, to, to pray, which Jesus repeatedly commends. When the disciples listened to Jesus pray, they were moved to the point of asking him, Lord, teach us to do that. Teach us to pray, to commune with the Father like you do. And Jesus taught them repeatedly, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, men ought to always pray and not faint. Men ought to always pray and not lose heart. He commends persistence in prayer. Jesus taught that when you pray, we were to honor God, to hallow his name, to praise him and honor him and worship him as we pray. Asking God for your will to grow in me, God, like it will be one day in heaven. 
asking God, supply my needs today. God, forgive my sins today. God, help me to forgive those who have sinned against me and have sinned against your church. To cancel the debt, to let it go, and to entrust it all to Christ. To pray and say, God, protect me from temptation. God, I don't want to yield to temptation and sin today. And so we pray. All of that was instruction given to us by Jesus. This text from Hebrews, the writer is calling these Jewish Christians that whatever circumstances that you are in, if you're tired and you're lonely or you're guilty or you're poor or you're rich or you're sick or you're angry or you're bitter or you're grieving or you're lost or you're frustrated or you're confused or if you're exhausted and don't know what to do or if you're losing hope, he says, consider Jesus. Consider his greatness, the greatness of this high priest, this Jesus, this one who has passed through the heavens, meaning his, his origin is from God. He descended from heaven as the son of God. Unlike any other human priest, he was fully God yet fully man, the son of God, the son of man. And as a heavenly high priest, he was given the task of functioning like a priest a priest was responsible to make God known to the people. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Whoever has seen me has seen God. A priest was to make known God's ways and his will to his people. And a priest was to intercede on their behalf. From Romans chapter 8, Paul says, He ever lives to make intercession for us. Paul wrote to a young pastor named Timothy, there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, this great high priest, this mediator. He's God's full revelation of himself to us, made known to us, taking upon human flesh, taught us to know God through sacrifice and made a way possible for us to have fellowship with him through the cross and is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us. Here's the call to Christians. Therefore, hold fast to your faith. Hold fast to your profession, to your confession in Christ. Cling to him. And what encouragement that Jesus is able to sympathize, to feel, to understand all that we go through. Cling to him. Cling to Christ. Turn to him. And come boldly to his throne of grace. That's the call. Whatever condition, whatever circumstance that life brings us, we can turn to Christ. We can come to God through the Lord Jesus in prayer. Do any of you this morning need God's help in your life? To intervene? To fix something, to heal something, to save someone, to take care of something, to let go of something, to do something that you cannot do. We sing, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, for I come to thee.
Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. You're my one defense. You're my righteousness. Oh, Lord, I need you. We demonstrate that in prayer. So Jesus says, come. Come unto me, everyone, all of you. When you're weak and tired and exhausted, exhausted from trying to carry everything on your own, exhausted from trying to fix things and just bring everything to me. Come unto me, all of you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's faithful. Everything that he promises, he's faithful. I will give you rest. You can imagine Jesus growing up learning the trade of carpentry, perhaps fashioned yokes from wood. Yokes being placed on the shoulders, the backs of two animals, pulling them together and teaching them to walk together, to pull in the same direction. That's what Jesus is saying. Stop trying to do this on your own. Stop trying to fix this on your own. Stop pulling against me. Come unto me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn. Learn from me. For I am gentle, lowly in heart, and have all power to fix all things. I'm going to invite us to pray. I'm going to ask Don and the musicians to come, or perhaps just the musicians just to play. And I'll be here at the front if, if there's someone here and you're not sure that you're a Christian and you'd like to come today and say, Pastor Charlie, I want to surrender my life to Christ, I'll be here. Others will be here. If you like to come and say, Pastor Charlie, I need you, I'd like to ask you to pray for me. I'll pray for you. There'll be others in this church who will pray for you. You may need to get up from over here and go over there because there's a Sunday school teacher that you'd like to pray for. Or you may want to come down from the balcony at the very top and come to someone over here who's going through a struggle in their life and in their marriage, and you may say, can I pray for you? Would you meet me at the altar? You might be here and you'd like to come and pray for me. Many and I will be here. And so as the musicians play, we're just going to pray. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we commend these moments to you. God, We pray for your Holy Spirit to speak to us and to move in us, God, and to heal and to renew and strengthen and restore your church for your glory. For your glory, we pray.
I'm going to ask that the deacons would come and, and, um, and that we would prepare to come to the Lord's table to receive the bread and the cup. If you know Jesus as your personal Savior, that you've placed your faith and trust in him and, and that you know that your sins are forgiven, then we invite you to come and receive the bread and the cup, and after we've all been served, we'll take it as a demonstration of our unity in Christ today. So you come as you're ready, as we're served. Remember, Jesus said, as often as you do this, I want you to remember, I want you to think. Um, I think, I believe that Jesus knew that we would be prone to forget some things. So remember my body. Think about what I'm about to go through physically for you to have forgiveness. Think about the cross and my shed blood, the blood that will be poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. I want you to think about that and I want you to remember that. We would be, we would be better off to take the Lord's Supper every morning.
And in our minds, we could do that. But it's something that he calls the church to do, to, to keep us focused on him and to keep us focused on the gospel. Because it's so easy for us to focus on wrong things. Stay focused on me. Stay focused on the gospel. Stay focused on how I've forgiven you and my grace towards you. Think about the importance of being forgiving and gracious towards others who don't deserve it, just like we didn't deserve it. You know the story in Luke 15? You remember the prodigal? Walked away, lived a sinful life, did all kinds of things, but one day came to his senses and came home. And the father was there to embrace him, to forgive him, and to welcome him back. I'm that prodigal. You're the prodigal. God keep us from being and having an, an attitude like the elder brother. Who after all that the suffering and the pain the prodigal had brought on himself, the other elder brother wanted to levy more on him. Because I'm better than he is. I'm righteous and he's a sinner. God, forgive us if we ever have that kind of mindset as a church. And so the disciples took the bread and they took the cup and they ate it and they drank it together. And so we do that today. Amen. Father, we thank you for your presence. The Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We pray you'd guide us into all truth. We pray that grace would abound here among us. We pray that you give us wisdom from your word and guide us into all truth. And we pray that you would be glorified and honored and pleased with us as a church family. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.